Dear Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. If there is one hymn, one hymn that captures the sense of Advent longing, it is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. The text and the hymn tune go together perfectly, even though the text and the music were composed many centuries apart. It is as if the minds and hearts of the poet who wrote the words and the composer who wrote the tune were linked in a mystical connection across time and space. The words and the music were brought together in the version we still sing today in the Church of England hymnal published in 1861 called Hymns Modern and Ancient. It was during a time in the Anglican Church when the Oxford Movement was going on. And the Oxford Movement was begun by a group of Anglican priests associated with Oxford University. They thought that the Church of England had become too low church in the aftermath of the Evangelical Movement begun by John Wesley that had stripped a lot of worship of much of its pageantry. They wanted the church to reclaim a sense of beauty and mysticism from earlier times. And today, in the Episcopal Church, overall, we try to maintain a balance between the two. The vitally important emphasis on scripture, so valued by the evangelical movement, and the lovely aesthetics and deep spirituality of the Oxford movement. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel exemplifies this beautiful synthesis of scripture and aesthetics. It gives voice to the longing that Christians have had since the very beginning. Jesus told his followers that he would come again at the end of time and to wait expectantly for that day when God's purposes would finally be realized. In today's gospel, Jesus tells us to stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. For over 2,000 years, we have been waiting and expecting Jesus to come again. During this season of Advent, we focus very intentionally on this sense of holy longing. We wait for the Christ child to come at Christmas and we wait for Jesus to come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, as our creed describes. And at first glance, those realities seem to be at odds, waiting for a precious, vulnerable little child and waiting for the powerful cosmic Christ to bring all things to perfection. But they really aren't diametrically opposed. Advent invites us to consider both. One of the things about Episcopal theology and spirituality is that we're comfortable living with contrasting ideas without trying to resolve the ambiguity. 
They're a mystery to be savored, a mystery to be savored rather than a puzzle to be solved. These ideas can live in creative tension. The glorious majesty of Christ enthroned in heaven who will come again to make all things right and the sweet tenderness of baby Jesus born into poverty and oppression. We wait for them both expectantly, longingly, lovingly. This dynamic reality is captured in an icon that's been circulating a lot recently on social media. The icon is entitled Refugees, La Sagrada Familia, the Holy Family. It was painted by Kelly Lattimore. And Kelly depicts ancient scriptural and theological Christian truths in new ways. He says this about his iconography overall. Iconography has become a practice of placing myself in the patterns of the old images and yet making those old images new. I do not wish to approach iconography as simply a conviction created by inherited tradition, knowledge, and practice, but as art and meditation that brings about new self-knowledge for the viewer and for myself. In some icons, I wish to embrace the traditional forms, but in many icons, the forms need reshaping, reimagining, and re-wandering. In his La Sagrada Familia icon, Lattimore does indeed reshape, reimagine, and re-wonder the Holy Family and our understanding of Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus when they are forced to go into exile after Jesus' birth. The Holy Family icon shows them as the refugees that they were in history, as written in scripture, but they're rendered in modern form as a Latino family fleeing oppression. They are all wearing jeans, t-shirts, and halos, walking through treacherous territory with a moonlit sky, a dark night behind them. It's an evocative image that makes us rethink Advent. It reminds us that we do indeed await the birth of Jesus, the Christ child, born into a hostile and broken world, and that we also, we also await Christ triumphant, who will make all things right. And that tension gets played out in our own historical, social, and political context. We live in a world very much in need of redemption, and yet, we live in a world that has already been redeemed in Christ. During Advent, we mourn our lonely exile in this broken world, and we also, and most importantly, rejoice in Jesus coming to us again. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Today we light the first candle in the Advent wreath 
as a visual expression of our holy longing. And we are reminded when we do so that we live in hope. We wait expectantly and we sing in joyful anticipation of the coming of Christ at Christmas and the coming of Christ on the last day.